0: Welcome to Signs of Life, exploring survival of consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, and echo.
1: Welcome to Signs of Life Radio. This is your show. It's the fourth Thursday of the month, which means it's the show all about your personal stories. So with this, I would like to remind you of something that Janet Mayer had said to us a few months ago. Actually, it seems that it was a year and a half ago. And this show was about finding comfort with grief and about allowing it to open us to a new space. Your hosts for tonight's show are also Dr. Betty Kovach, author of The Miracle of Death, There is Nothing But Life, and Merchants of Light, The Consciousness That is Changing the World, and our dear friend and fabulous medium, forever family-certified medium, Janet Mayer, who is author of Spirits, They Are Present. And this evening, we take time to remember and to observe and pay attention to and feel free to share and dive deep into ourselves for spirit that is always surrounding us. So we invite you to call in, share your thoughts, your questions, your comments. The call-in numbers are 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. Good evening, Betty and Janet. Hello, Kim and Janet. Hi, Betty. Hi, Kim.
2: Nice to be here with you, too.
1: Very nice to be with you. It seems like a long time. It has been a long time, I think. Did you say who you were, tonight? I always introduce myself. Oh, I was zoning, I guess. (laughs) That's okay. In case anyone else missed it, this is Kim Savedra, director of the Comwalk Center. And I wanted to say one more thing to to set us off on our path this evening. And it was something that I had come across um, a few days ago that Betty actually said a year ago this month on a podcast interview, and it is something that can help guide us. Nature, your heart, your soul will guide you.
3: It's interesting that Kim mm. mentioned that the other day, and that seemed to really touch her heart. Uh, certainly, there are laws of nature. There are There is a presence and intelligence and consciousness in nature, and it is very much... And our hearts and our soul. So, yes, we can, uh, if we listen, and as Janet always says, pay attention.
1: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> the solstice. Yes. It's the winter solstice time, yes. too. <laughs> well, Janet, what do you have to uh,
2: start us off with? Well, I guess mainly um, I thought to start with, you know, it's that time of year where these holidays come around, and for people who are dealing with grief, it can be you know, at times wonderful, and at times very sorrowful and sad. And I think that it's a good time to remind them that it's okay to feel both, you know, you can find joy in moments throughout the day. And, and if you're feeling sad, it's okay to feel that too, that, you know, that's all part of going through grief. And so I think that's something that's really, you know, to remind everybody that, you know, if you get caught up in the spirit of, you know, the holidays, that's great. And, you know, go for it if you want. And if you don't feel that way and you feel like, you know, you, you need time for yourself or time to grieve or be with, you know, just a couple of people, that's okay, too. But, you know, don't be hard on yourself. You know, show yourself a lot of compassion. And, you know, just kind of remember that. Yeah, you know, I like that. Just letting ourselves
3: feel what the situation allows us to feel. I think
1: we have a caller, Evelyn from New York has a question for us. Good evening, Evelyn.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: Fine, how are you this evening?
0: Fine, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I lost my dad about six years ago. Um, and at this time of year, I've just been going through the motions of visiting people and um, interacting. And um, I think this year, being um, the pandemic year and um, all that's going on, I think I'm just going to spend it with my mom, who has been doing the same thing, feeling the loss. So that's what we're going to do. Um, I, um, I know my dad is in heaven, and um, he is uh, looking down at us. And um, I just feel there is a lot of, um, hmm, what would you say, Uh, people, when I look around me, that are celebrating so much, but I don't feel the same feeling.
2: And that's okay. That's okay. I mean, you have gone through a lot, you know, you're, you're going through the different stages or emotion, just, you know, and, and, and let me just say this, I can totally understand because I've had two losses around this time of year as well. And I've, I understand that it's hard at times where you know, you, you see people, it's almost like you're on the outside, you know, looking in and you see Mm -hmm. people celebrating and that's okay. I mean, if they want to celebrate, that's great for them. And if you don't feel like you, you know, can celebrate or you want to celebrate, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make, you know, it doesn't make you, if it makes you feel like, oh gosh, why is that? It's okay. You know, you're, you're still dealing with the grief of, you know, the passing of your father. And you have to keep in mind that, you know, those emotions are going to still come up and they come up in all different ways. And a lot of times they do come up in the holidays because of, you know, there's all the centuries going on. You see something, you hear the laughter, you, the, you know, something can trigger it and you have to, it kind of becomes exhausting. And, you know, if it's, if you feel more comfortable in a place with, you know, a couple people or like with your mom, then I think that's where you're supposed to be. And I think that that's something that is important for you to remember is that, You don't have to do what everybody else is doing just because it's a holiday or because, you know, it's a certain time of year or people expect it. If you're not in that place, then you're not in that place. And, you know, you'll know when you feel like you want to do something. And if you want to do it, then you do it. And if you don't, then you just step back and say, you know, thank you for the invite. And, you know, I think I'm just going to spend some quiet time with my loved ones and I feel more comfortable doing that. And if that's what makes you feel comfortable what makes you feel safe what gives you you know kind of that blanket of you know comfort then I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that I think that that's totally normal
0: yeah and this year my daughter moved to Florida um, as she just got married and um, we seem to be a little bit estranged as I'm divorced and um, so that adds to the um, the all well, the you know the compact of it and so sure. I am just uh, trying to deal with it all all together and um, doing my best and um, it's I'm j- i just want to make a real nice Christmas for my mom because she's 88
1: wonderful
0: and, um, yeah yes. she's 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 gone through two bouts of cancer and uh, she she's wonderful and um, and she's very uplifting so I just want to do this for her, um, being that there won't be too many other people around. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that.
2: And And, that's good. uh, Thank you. And I think that's important. I think that's great for any the listeners, too, because you have to honor the place you're in. You have to honor your emotions and, you know, you have to, you know, move in the direction that you need to move. And I think recognizing that is really important. And there is nothing, nothing wrong with being in a place where you have to be. And if you have to say, no, I'm not comfortable doing that right now, then you just don't do that. There's, you know, I think that that's really important that you see it, you know, really clearly. So I think that's great for everyone else to, you know, hear this as well.
3: Yes. And, and Um, Evelyn, I was really pleased to, and uh, to hear you say that you really do want to make this uh, Christmas something Uh, special for your mother I mean you really have a reason to do it and that's wonderful because sometimes we we don't and we just do have to remain in that silence and that darkness and which you will you have that and you will do that but you also have this wonderful person that you want to make something special for and that's such
1: a gift for her and for you beautiful small sacred space yeah thank (laughs) you yes I thank really you
0: appreciate that oh, yes and i oh. wish everybody great blessings at christmas as this is such a special time of the year
3: it is thank, thank you thank you thank you and many blessings for you and your mother it will be a blessed christmas yes
0: thank you, thank all? Thank you. Yes.
2: yes i think that's important you know you have to do it your way you know and and people are always, you know, they're thinking, Oh, come on over, you know, let's get together. We'll have to get out. And, and I think that, you know, people just have to start realizing, and I think many do now too, that, you know, when you're in a place where you're not ready for that, or you don't feel comfortable with that, you can still celebrate in your own way and there's nothing wrong with that, you know?
0: Yeah. I think, I think previously I was just going with the flow and then all of a sudden it just hit me that I just have to grieve on my own. I I think grief comes in all different ways. It comes uh, first maybe with with loss and then anger. and It all comes differently. So right. you have to do what's good for you. That's right. Uh, absolutely. Well,
2: thank you for calling in, Evelyn.
0: Oh, yes, thank you too. for listening. I so appreciate it and blessings to all.
1: You too. You too.
0: Thank you.
3: Thank you. Well, you know, Janet, it's kind of interesting that uh, this uh, Christmas, some, for some reason, I don't feel that it is a holiday or um, I don't, I haven't gotten there yet. But one thing that I do feel so deeply, uh, and it's the time of year, that it is so dark during this yeah. time of year <laughs> and so, yeah. so, so very different from spring or summer and uh, I think that that darkness takes us to a place of of silence and darkness and quietness sometimes. Right. And uh, I seem to be there more than with a desire to celebrate. I'm perfectly happy, <laughs> and I've been doing a lot of work, as has Kim. But for some reason or other, it's the darkness that seems to call me. Yeah. Well, that's that's okay if it, if that's where you're at. You know. <laughs> I don't... That's yes. I think it's a it's an important place to be. Our ancestors felt that we should understand the laws and the rhythms of nature, because mm-hmm. in nature there are those rhythms that synchronize with the human psyche and soul. So it's very very important that when nature is, for instance, you've just gone through the solstice, that very gradual moving of the planet back toward the sun. But we're in that dark, dark place. And I think it's a wonderful rhythm for human beings is that we can be in that darkness with with this part of the earth and really experience a kind of going inward and, uh, and allowing that darkness to synchronize us to the rhythms of the planet mm-hmm. and see what happens. But but then we have on the other side, moving out of that darkness with all of the candles, the light and the and the celebration. And that's also the other side of it.
2: Right. And that's true, Betty. That's true. That's you said that very beautifully. I like that.
1: That's true. And I think um, I think we have another caller. Kim. Yes, we do. Nelson from Hawaii. Hi, Nelson. Aloha. Hello. Thank you
4: for thank you so much for providing a place for people like us that are grieving because oftentimes it's hard to find a way to um, share our feelings and to get in touch with ourselves. Um, I called previously regarding my dog Charlie. Um, we, were remember you. That. we remember you. Now. I
3: remember yeah, this, you. Yeah.
4: yeah, you helped me to find humor in his signs. And I'm thank you for that. Um, when he beat my phone and that kind of stuff. And I have like several several camera footage of him and they're in such detail that my friends are amazed that they, these are actually real. Um, but it proved to me that we don't die. Um but anyway, recently um I dropped a pill and then I was looking for it and then I found I I found something else behind the cabinet where a photo of Charlie was seeming to be sleeping or pointing at and it now I realized he was pointing at at a treat that was in a package that his vet had given him he had fallen behind there and I think he was trying to tell me that it was behind the cabinet now and one other thing is that's new to me is um, I, I participated in this zoom seminar that was free and the host did a you know. Hebrew numerology called Gematria on me and found that I had a nine rating for talents which is like psychic abilities. I didn't believe that I had such a thing and and then while I was talking with my sister whose husband passed away um, my brother-in-law he spoke through me to speak to my sister. I was shocked because I I, didn't, I don't feel like I am psychic in any way but my friend who is psychic who was trained under a prominent psychic here told me that I am psychic but I still doubted him. Um, Well, that was answered for me that day when I asked my sister, is is your husband trying to tell you I love you? And she said, how's that? Because she used to tell me that every day and she got irritated and would ask him, why do you tell me that every day? And I told her, that's the way your husband is. And I didn't realize that either. So I know that our loved ones do communicate with us from the other side, but but now, do you have any suggestions on how I can help myself improve my ability to get communications from those who have past? Oh, like sure. Others.
2: We have lots of suggestions, but first, before we go any further, Thank I'm going to tell you that that's really cool about your dog about the dog treat. I think that's neat, and I think that yeah. shows that you're you know you're paying attention. You're going about the way you're supposed to. You're doing, you know, you're moving Uh in the right way. And I think that, you know, when you said, you know, somebody said you were psychic. Well, I truly do believe that everyone is psychic. And I think it is, Mm -hmm. you know, possibly all different levels. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. But in order to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, you could start off. One thing is, you know, Bob Ginsberg wrote a book about mediumship. You could Mm -hmm. read that. That's a really great book. You can meditate. I would definitely, I would tell you to start by meditating. Now, I know people are like, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, find whatever way works for you in whatever way you want to meditate, whether it's to a guided meditation, whether it's to music, whether it's to silence, you know, if you want to sit a certain way, if you want to do something, you know, if whether you're laying down, you're sitting up, whether you have a candle lit, the light on, the light off. Whatever works for mm-hmm. you personally, try that, okay? And I would say meditate. Okay. What I always did was okay. when I started meditating, and I don't know if you do meditate or okay. not and if you like it, but a lot of times people get mm-hmm. really distracted easily because they think, oh, my gosh, I forgot mm-hmm. I have to do I'm, this. I'm like i like do that. Okay, then grab a pad of okay. paper and have it with you when you okay. meditate, and when all these thoughts start okay. popping in your head, write it down. And then what that does is it allows it to release from your memory. You can release it and think, okay, now I know I have to do that, but I put it to the side. Now allow me to just sit in peace. And what you're doing is you're connecting, you know, you're connecting with the universe, with, with God, whatever words you want to use, you're connecting and you're opening Mm -hmm. yourself up to with the light around you and you're surrounding yourself in that light. And what you're doing is you're kind of opening and you're allowing more to come through Now it's, you're not going to automatically know everything. I don't, you know, I've never really met any, I've met a few mediums that are, you know, off the charts, wonderful, but you're, it's going to take you time. Uh You're not going to instantly become, you know, a medium or a psychic. You have to work at it like anything else, you know, just like people go to school for something, you have to work at it. And I think for you is you're very in tune. And I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. And especially when You know, you have this connection with your dog and I remember you from last time Mm -hmm. and I remember that, you know, how you felt and what you're feeling. And I want you to do that when you're meditating. What are you feeling and start like allowing your senses to come through? You know, do you smell something? Do you feel something? Do you hear something? You know, what is everything? And you're starting to, you know, what you want to do is you're opening up to experience is, you know, more fully. And so I think that that would be a really great way for you to begin, you know, and then from there, you know, there's tons of books out there, you know, Betty's written some books that are wonderful. I think that you can just start exploring. I know on the Forever Family website, they have a list of numerous books and the more information you get and the more different angles that you read things from, you start to feel what works for you. You know, I always say if I read one book and there's one line in that whole book that I resonated with and nothing else did, it's totally worth it because it made me see something in a new way. And that's kind of what you want to do is you want to open up to see something in a new way. You don't want to just go around and be like, oh, well, I saw this and I saw that, you know, you have to, you know, also be responsible for for what you're, you know, for whatever you're getting and whatever you're seeing. And then, and so try to start mm-hmm. working in that vein and see, you know, where it starts to take okay. you. Would that help
4: you? I did. Uh, I did get, I did try to, um, it's, I wouldn't call it meditation, but it was an informal way of me to um, get in touch with the other side. Um, I would close because one of the mediums last week talked about reading coffee cups. And I thought, oh, wow, yeah. that's amazing. And I thought. Why don't I apply it as a visual without a coffee cup but just close my eyes in the dark and focus on the images that come? And I tried that, and I actually got images of my dog so close to my face that I couldn't see his whole face. I only saw his like mostly his eyes opening and closing, and I thought, Mm -hmm. wow, if only I could see his whole face. And I tried to give instructions, but I don't know if he can hear me. That's the kind of things I'm dealing with right now. So, Mm -hmm.
2: Well, and you can also, you know, if you take some classes, I know there's online, you know, different online classes that you can attend. There's many of the Mm mediums, you know, forever family offer classes. And that's kind of a cool way, too, Mm -hmm. because you can do it from your own home. You can do it on Zoom. You can Mm -hmm. practice and then, you know, meet a group of people and connect with, you know, someone who's kind of thinking, you know, the same way you do. And I mean that's a really good mm-hmm. way to you know go about it as well. And yeah, and Catherine Adele, she does mm-hmm. she reads the, the tea leaves. I, I I've been I've been around her when she has done mm-hmm. that before. It's really cool. So I think you have to find yeah, your way. And and like you said, you tried this and tried that. And really, that's kind of what it is. It can be trial and error. You're never you know it's not going to be mm-hmm. automatically like it just drops in your lap and all of a sudden oh my gosh I know all this. I mean it doesn't necessarily work yeah. like that. It's kind of like you have mm-hmm. to find your way. And you have to connect in your way. And there's so many different avenues you can take. So, you know, try those. Try the meditation. Try, you know, to read some. Get some, you know, online classes are really good. And maybe those that will help you and take you down a path that you're going to really love. Because I think that you would probably really enjoy this. You seem like the type of, you know, you seem like the type of person that could really take it all in. And so, you know, I would definitely, you know, give that a go. Thank you. Sure. Betty, anything to offer? Well, I think you've covered it. It's great.
3: And I think, too, Nelson, that one thing about you is that you have the you have your heart has opened to love with uh, your dog. And that has opened you yes. for meditation. So uh, um, you're on your way, it <laughs> seems to me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are
4: angels. Thank you so much for your advice. I appreciate it. <laughs>
2: And yeah, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to you. You take care. Take yeah, care. I think that. Take care. Okay. Yeah, I think Betty. You know that is an important thing too. Is like I love that when you said you know he opened his heart with love and and really that is the whole key to all this is that connection through love. That's why we are doing this. That's why you know we you know that's why everybody grieves. You're grieving because you love someone. You know and and I think that when people realize you know the deepness it's not just love on the surface. There's such a deepness to it that, you know, you have to bring that value in of the the whole experience.
3: Yes. It's, uh, uh, I, I think that, you know, when we talk about grief as a way of, of connecting us, uh, it is because it's, it's, as you said, we are, we're only grieving because we've loved so deeply. Uh-huh. And, Uh, In in the the West, and now so much throughout the planet, we've lost uh, our ability to really be connected to the other side so that our grief finds that person and we feel that person can communicate and know that that, uh, we've not lost anything, that the person is in another phase of life. But uh, it's, it's sometimes difficult in our culture, but the very love itself, is going to focus us on the the other dimension when that person crosses over we're grieving, but that grief is like a bridge uh, to that to the other side to that person right i love agree yeah love and grief
2: right I definitely agree with that oh, man and and you know um, I wanted to also add that you know it's important when You know, like earlier, they were talking about, you know, not wanting to experience the holidays. And I think that we have to remember that we can find joy in the holiday and we can find sadness or there is sadness. And just to not be hard on yourself with that. So I think that's important as well. I just wanted to bring that up again, because I think that's really important this time of year for people to recognize that because, you know, so many people we've no matter if you've had a loss at the beginning of the year or the end of the year. You know, the holidays a lot of times brings up a whole lot. So I think that's important. So, yes.
3: And, you know, sometimes uh, even when we still have family members alive, uh, people feel very uh, sorrowful for the past Christmases. The Christmases past because they're not the same. The children aren't young and it's not the same kind of thing. And, of course, they don't have to be the same every Christmas will be different. And especially uh, as we're older and the children are grown, uh, or or even when they have crossed over, we can remember those Christmases that were filled with joy and activity and children. Uh, we can remember the memory as such a gift to remember those times. Uh, we don't have to actually uh, be experiencing them. I had a friend whose family members were coming, and she was very sad. And I said, well, why are you sad? Your your uh, your children are coming. And she was remembering her husband who's not there. And I said, you know, we just hold those memories where they're, everybody's present in our heart and be so grateful for people who are alive today and
1: with us. Oh, yeah. And I remember one thing that stuck in my mind that I had heard you say many years ago is that you can experience both jo- sorrow and joy at the same time. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's one thing I certainly uh, did realize with
3: uh, the deaths in my family, and uh, first with with my son Pishti, when he was killed at twenty years old. It just was. I I I grieved deeply, but the, I was also in touch with him. But you know, you can know that a person is on the other side you know, know that they're still creating and joyful they're fine but at the same time and that's wonderful and that really uh it's like our grief made the bridge and connected uh to the other side but we are also human beings in the physical body and we were playing a game of a family <laughs> you know of um, and one of the persons or more are missing and so of course we're going to grieve for that just the missingness that mm-hmm. Uh, but I did learn that I could miss I could grieve and at the same time I could actually experience such deep joy that was a wonderful gift for me to finally realize that is that grief can exist it's just it's like a continuum it's there it's all there your grief is there your joy is there your memories are there and you can kind of move on that spectrum and and experience the wholeness of of your relationship with, with those people,
2: with the persons you love. Right, I agree, I agree. Well, and um, I don't know, uh, Kim, did you have a story you were gonna share or do you wanna wait
1: on that or? I did, it had happened um, right before a um, an episode where you weren't going to be joining us. So I decided to save it and then we just didn't um, get to it last time. So I was saving it for when we could talk about it together. Um, There was um, a loss in my family a year ago in September, a beloved aunt. And um, on a day that there was a lot of turmoil and upset in the family, um, a few months after she had passed, um, I was walking down the hall getting the Ethernet plugged in for the show. And I saw out of the corner of my eye the bottom of someone's legs, like from just above the knee. And they were bare legs and tennis shoes and socks. And it was like walking in motion. So one foot had already stepped into my bedroom by the time I looked there. And the other one was up with the heel up. And I immediately thought that was my auntie. And I thought <laughs> oh my it would be just like her to make her presence known when there was so much grief and turmoil surrounding her death and her legacy and it just really touched my heart. At first, I thought it was those floaters. You know how when you get a little older, you get the floaters <laughs> in your eye, <laughs> and I thought, no, floater. that was not a floater. But that <laughs> and was the my shoes. The floater had tennis, no, tennis no, shoes. No, no, it was way too much. A floater <laughs> had tissues <ton> <laughs> But that was my first thought. Is like, no, that was probably a floater. But I thought, oh. no, the floater doesn't come in <laughs> color in motion. So I just wanted to share that with you. That was I um, really amazing. It kind of electrified me a little bit. Oh well, for
2: sure. And you know, and. And I'm sure the floaters didn't have tennis shoes. I'm sure it was. No, her. floaters <laughs> don't and, walk. <laughs> you know, and, and I think, too, you know, think about, too, like, when you saw that, you know, what did you feel from that with her? And, and you know, and it's like you said, you know that she would be there and she's going to find a way no matter what to come through and say something and, and say something in her own way that you can recognize, you know, because we all get signs from from people that, you know, in our own way. It doesn't have to be the same thing. And, you know, if she's walking, you see her walking. I mean, what? You know, tennis shoes to me—that's comfort. That's moving. You know, moving forward or moving on. You know, and and I'm thinking like, you know, she's letting you know that here I am. I'm, I'm, you know, letting you know I'm here. And and I have tennis shoes on. I mean, you know, what do you think of like that? I always try to take every piece that I see and say, what does that mean to me? And it's like, oh, and well, she has shorts on. Yeah, she yeah. Was in pure comfort. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's and that's letting you know that she's fine. She's in comfort. You know, she's. She's comfortable where she is. It's okay, And she's letting you know that which would give you comfort, you know, and and it's kind of like that's that's kind of a really cool, you know, vision to see because it gives you it says more than just what you feel that she would be coming through to tell you. It's it's giving you like extra pieces. And that's what I I always like, too, when you see something like that is you do look you, you have to go to that extra step. And, you know, people only take that first thing and like, I think it means this. It's like, well, now, wait a minute what did you see? And, and so when you just explained it, it's like, it's not your floaters, <laughs> it's <Right>. tennis shoes. <laughs> and, and she was walking into Kim's bedroom.
1: It's
2: see, a and, personal and,
1: space, yeah. you know?
2: Exactly. And that's, there's another clue. It's like, it's your personal space and she's letting you know, she's coming to you like one-on-one in her own way, but she did it far away, not to scare you. You know, right. if it was right in front of you, you might jump and lose it where okay. she was further away. You were like, okay, wait a minute. She just walked into my space. She's letting me know she's here for me and she's giving me this message. And, and I think that's important for everyone when you have anything that comes to you. Don't just look at the surface and go, Oh, I think she means this. Just, you know, sit down and think, Okay, wait a minute. What did, what did I experience with that? You know, it's, I saw her in this place or we were in a garden or we were in the kitchen and, you know, where were you? What do those mean to you? And that was, that's a great story to share because it lets people know. It's not just, you know, right. You know, it's not one dimensional. You're going into all these deep, you know, different doors in that one little vision that you saw in that short time. And that's beautiful that, I mean, I bet that was wonderful. Didn't you feel good after that too?
1: I I was, I was kind of stunned that um, something like that quote, quote could happen to me quote, you know, (laughs) just, you know, I, but it, my aunt passed away the same month as Fran Ginsburg, but uh-huh. I thought if it were Fran, Fran wouldn't walk into my room. She'd come to us because she was our friend. Uh-huh. So I thought it has to be my aunt. It just has to be my aunt saying, yes, I'm here. I know what's up. You you know? Know, and the, funny Hi. Thing, Hi.
3: the wonderful thing about her aunt is I really liked her aunt very much because she was no nonsense person. And with all this stuff going on, <laughs> by uh-huh. just making her presence known, it was like she brought sanity, clarity. And into this nonsense yeah yeah (laughs) and a lot of love for everybody involved
1: yeah she didn't she didn't get hung up you know she never did and walking into your
3: room yeah is it really Kim and she are a lot alike I mean they they never you know they never have friction or get into controversy and whatever they're Mm -hmm. just calm present solid very rooted people And so her walking into Kim's room was kind of a unity with Kim and the whole attitude.
1: Yeah, it was beautiful. (laughs) Peacemaker. It was beautiful after Mm -hmm. hours of things going on that were um, stressful and and generating all kinds of discomfort. Right. You should tell about your mother seeing her sisters. Oh yes, Um, my mom passed away um, just a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, today actually,
3: Mm. and
1: thank you she had been seeing her sisters oh wow and weeks the one the one aunt that i'm talking about died a year ago in september and then the second sister died a year ago um well sorry one year later in this september so um, she was seeing both of them and she kept saying i just see them they're right over there by the curio cabinet don't you see them and um She had said sometimes, you know, that she would see the back of um, one of my aunt's heads and she just would say, I want to see your face. I want to see your face. And then she saw her face and she said she's wearing her pink T-shirt that, you know, I loved. Of course, she'd be wearing that T-shirt. So it gave her a lot of comfort. And when she decided she was done with her battle with cancer and the treatments and what those had had done to her system. and, And she finally said, you know, I'm not getting out of this chair. But those those visits. From her sisters, I think really gave her the courage to let go.
2: Yes,
3: I think
1: so. And I, I, I love
2: that she saw them and she was saying it out loud that you could hear it. So you knew that she was being taken care of already, you know, that they were already there to, you know, help her along and that it gave her strength as well to say, you know what, okay, I can do this, you know, and, and that, yeah, that's, that's pretty beautiful to be able to be part of that experience, you know, that instead of, you know, going through it and 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 having, I mean, of course you're in grief and, you know, you're having all these experiences, but at the same time, it's like this light comes in, you know, and this is the sisters coming through and saying, you know, we're here for you. And she, it's giving her that energy to, you know, to let go and to, right. to move yeah. forward. That's right. that's pretty amazing. I think that's wonderful when that
3: happens. and And there was synchronicity in it too. Uh, the sister who was there with her was trying to tell Kim and her sister when they should leave LA to
1: go to New Mexico. And, uh, oh yeah. And hospice had said probably four to six weeks. And then the very morning they said, oh, well, it's not going to happen this week. And my sister called and said, you know, I think you better get here. Like you don't have to get here by four o'clock today, but I'm thinking 24, 48 hours. And then a couple of hours later when the hospice nurse stopped by she said, no, it's already in process. Um, she She's going to be making her transition in a matter of hours, uh, definitely within less than 24. And so my sister and I from California hopped the plane and arrived there at 2 a.m. And my mom passed at 4.45. Oh, wow. We just barely made it. But it was beautiful that my you know, yes. my sister was so in harmony with what was going yeah. on and the timing that she was using her her gut to yeah, to yeah. out, and yeah. that her
3: mother, uh, although she wasn't conscious, I know she know she knew they were present. She wanted all of her daughters, the three daughters, to be with her, and uh, when she passed, be with her here in this dimension. And she knew she would meet her sisters and the other. So it was right. a beautiful synchronicity uh, mm-hmm. that it took that it mm-hmm. happened that way.
2: Mm-hmm. And, right. we and, and all- you know that. That you paid attention and you noticed that and that you experienced, I mean, look at in the way, you know, and I know this sounds strange to say how, what a beautiful experience you were able to have in that way where, you know, we get so caught up in everything else of what's going on and, oh my gosh, no, my gosh. And if, if everybody would just stop and be, you know, have the experience knowing that this is her time and that, you know, you can move with her as she's moving through it and, you know, you got to experience it and you knew she was going to be with her sisters her sisters came through and said, you know, it's like, we're here, let them know we're waiting for you, you know, and, and then you got to be there too to be on this side. And, you know, they were over there on that side waiting for us. So what a beautiful transition she was able to have in that, that experience, you
1: know? I know. And it was extra nice that she was kind of charting it herself. She knew when she was ready to go into hospice, she was signing her own papers, answering her own questions. And, and she knew we were coming you know, and we were talking to her along the way in transit. So mm-hmm. my sister would put um, the phone up. So, and the hospice nurse said that the auditory function is pretty much the last to go. So she knew we were there for sure. Yes, she knew. Oh, for sure. She definitely did. And she made sure, you know, she made sure you were there.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, she did. She you know, did. I think oh. it's such an important uh, way of looking at death that when, you know, we all will die. That is our, way of stepping out of the body and into, back into spirit. And if we could look at death when it's time, uh, as, a, a miracle that happens. Oh, as a matter of fact, I named the book The Miracle of Death because <laughs> I became aware of what a miracle it is to be able to step out of this, this body when we're, when we have finished our work in it and grateful for it, and uh, be able to be born in a new body, in a subtle body, in the spirit dimension. And when we choose, we can come back into matter and be born again. I much prefer that miracle than those who want to do all kinds of things to keep their body alive forever. That's not the miracle. The miracle is that we die. And it's just wonderful when, when we can have people who love us with us uh, as we make that transition they're here on this side and others that we love are on the other side it's a it, it's a sacred experience that needs to be honored and valued and not always see it as a tragedy or you know,
2: something right something i agree that was beautifully stated betty that was beautiful oh, and that's true. true and i i do i do agree with that and i think that you know when we were, I think when people were raised to not understand it, of course, there's fear. And I know that, you know, my, my grandmother passed on Christmas Day, and the morning that we went to see her, you know, and this is many years ago, I was young. And when we went to see her, I remember, as soon as I looked at her, she looked at me, and it was almost as if there was this communication. And, and I was, you know, like a young girl, I was maybe a teen. And and I was like, what? I, you know, I just looked at her and it was like, I instantly knew she was saying goodbye and I would never see her again. And I remember thinking, you know, gosh, that's, I shouldn't be thinking that. I, and I mean, I just, I knew it. And I, I was so afraid to say to anyone, like, I think grandma just told me she's leaving, you know, and, and we left that day and that night, we, you know, got a call and they called my dad and they had told her that she had passed, you know, and it was early evening. And, And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, did I do something wrong? What did I do? What did I do? And instead, you know, when I was young, I was afraid because I didn't understand it. Did I somehow do something that made this happen? And, you know, what's going on? And then as I got older, I, I, you know, I realized what a blessing that she told me. And I knew and I got to experience that. But, you know, we were we were never raised to understand it like that. And I think if we would all move forward with that it would be really important to say, you know, listen, you know, it's it's interesting that, you know, if we're, if we pay attention and and we're aware of it and we have that experience with them, maybe that also helps them move forward.
3: Oh, I think it definitely does. I think it definitely does. And even after they pass, I think our attitude helps them in the other dimension.
2: Right. Right. I agree. Stay connected. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, right? they connect. and like you and let said, them go let and, them... and you had said before Betty that um there's the bridge between our dimension and the spirit dimension and they're connected and you can't go faster than the other one can go with you when you're in the relationship with them yeah that was kind
3: of interesting well actually Ishton my husband had that very powerful experience that there's a that we have a bridge between us and the other world and um an example would be of having to move synchronistically together. Uh, my uh, son told my husband after my son had passed that uh, I needed to pull up the anchor. I thought I was doing really well. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, he said, Ishwan said, I realized that if, if you can completely let go, it will free him tremendously because he's wow. that will make the bridge you know uh balanced across and he can really then move and uh he said that my son had said to me that if you pull up the anchor, you will see how well the ship can you'll sail you'll experience more you'll ex- of me too you'll experience uh, yeah. it a bit better but i was kind of interested in that idea of the bridge that you can't move too far on one side until the other side does it uh, you know if, if you could mm-hmm. break the bridge and so we have to kind of really work together both sides to keep that bridge uh, intact and uh, and functional. Well, it's like a relationship here too. Is yeah, yeah. you've
1: got to be in sync somewhat yeah. to communicate and, well, that's and true. continue. Right. Yeah. And,
3: but you and, said yeah. there was something else Kim?
1: Janet, another thing that I have experienced, I experienced at, after my um my aunt died a year ago, September. A couple of times, she was a smoker, and I would occasionally smell just a little bit of smoke when there was no source for smoke um, that was explainable. And my mom had smoked many, many, many years, and she quit probably seven years ago. Um, and so, I, more than a handful of times, probably seven or eight times since she's passed, and even while we were in transit there, I would get a little a whiff of smoke um and one time it was a little bit like a perfume and smoke and i just think it's it's mind-boggling to imagine how spirit can communicate with you by triggering that kind of yeah, experience or it, yeah. i wondered if it was a, a triggering an experience or if it could be even helping to stimulate a memory or something but it was such a, a vivid um olfactory experience
2: And that's that's cool. And I think that's that does happen. Yes. I mean, I think what you experienced is it like you said, it does trigger a feeling or a memory or you know, just go with that when you smell that and just experience it. You know, that's what they want you to do. They they're sending you something, and maybe that's the best way they can send it. I mean, we all have, you know, we we take in, you know, something psychically or in a way that it it works for us best, like I was kind of telling Nelson, and for you. Maybe that's something that, you know, you are able to catch that really fast and they know that. So they're like, okay, we're going to send that to you because you really catch on to anything that, you know, any sense or any, you know, smoke or whatever it may be where, you know, somebody else might have to have it in a different way. And I think when you, you know, you were definitely very in tune in listening to everything that was going on around you, even when you might not have been thinking you were doing that, you were just really in tune to that moment because you knew you had to get there to your mom and you were, you know, it was like they're all the sisters were with you and pushing you along and saying like, okay, we're going to give you a sign and we're letting you know you're on the right track. You're doing what you're supposed to. And, and, you know, keep going. And, and it's kind of, you know, it's, and it's an acknowledgement, you know, and, and that's important. And then you can kind of appreciate it even more afterwards because you start realizing, Oh my gosh, I got this. And Oh my gosh, this came through. And, and before you know it, you're thinking, wow, but it was the whole experience. There were so many things that when you were open like that, they just kept sending something in a new way or in, in the same way, you know, the olfactory where they knew you could smell it. And it's like, all right, we're going to do this to you. And, and you know, oh, and remember me, you know, I'm here with you, you know, mom's here and, and you know, aunt is here. And I think, or, you know, your answer here. And I think that's really important that, you know, you keep you with you sharing that story, letting everyone know also that, they can have these experiences and, you know, everybody does everybody. And how many times do we miss them? Because we, you know, your head's down in the phone or you're driving or you're walking or you're, you're working, whatever you're doing. But if you just simply, you know, every morning even wake up and just say, you know, and and this is what I do often. I'll just like, you know, what do I need to know today? Show me in a way that I will understand the experience, you know? And I think that you you were, you were doing this, you know, because, you know, you knew you had to get there to see your mom and you wanted to experience, you know, those last moments with her, which you were able to do. And, you know, not all of us get that. I did not get that. And, you know, I wasn't fortunate for that experience for me, yeah. but in the same sense, you know, you got to have different experiences within that experience and, and how beautiful is that for you to keep and hold on to. Oh,
1: and Jen. Jenna, I really, really appreciate that. And I think you're right. It just, that they knew that that was something I wasn't going to miss. Right.
2: Right. Right. And, and I think that's, and that was great. And, you know, I'm like cheering them on like way to go. You guys did good. And and that's what, you know, you kind of have to do with your loved ones and your friends on the other side and say, you know, me, you come through in a way that I'm going to understand. And that does happen for me. You know, I have, you know, like Fran and I have different people who come through friends and my moms and my grandmothers. And, and it's like, they know me. And so they're going to do something that I'm going to know it's from them. And I mean, I'll stop. And I sometimes just laugh because I'm just like, Oh my gosh, that was so great. I wouldn't have been able to come up with that. You know? And, and I think that that's important is when you acknowledge it. And sometimes, you know, people are like, Oh, I don't know. It could have been, well, instead of doing that, (laughs) let's, let's all just say, Hey, thanks for coming through and giving me that message or giving me that sign. And, and you know what? I'm not positive, you know, but I'm going to say, yeah, I think it was you and feel free to send me another. And Uh, what that does is it keeps the door open and it allows your loved ones to continue to come through when they need to. And they're not going to do it every day, all day. They're, you know, they got things to do too, but it's like, they're going to come through and give you something when you need it. And I hear that all the time. People always say, oh, I really needed this. And this happened. And I'm like, yeah, that's how it works. That's
3: how it works. And so, in often not in outward signs, but uh, you've talked so much, Janet, earlier and other times about they come to us through the heart. We feel yeah. something, we yeah. simply just feel it. And I think they're very often when we feel that pang of grief, we can also remember that they're here, you know, that we might express, uh, we experience their presence with grief because they're not present we feel their presence and we think they're not here physically, but uh, it just, as a culture, we've not been very tuned in into what we're feeling. And uh, so I think
2: that the feeling is a way of knowing their presence. Oh, definitely. It is. It's it's all about, you know, I always say, you know, and I, I, I totally agree. And I'm, I love when you bring that up all the time because it is the heart. It is about love. I mean, that's why we're having these experiences. That's why we continue to stay connected to our loved ones. And, and even when someone says, oh, you know, we didn't get along and this and that. Well, you're still thinking of them. You're still sending them love. It's still there. So, you know, it doesn't matter what circumstance it may be. There is still the heart. There's still love. There's always that connection. And yes. that's important to remember. Yes. And that love is light.
3: It's, okay. uh, we are, it's a good thing to remember at the solstice time of the year when it's still so very dark that okay. our love is what distills all darkness into light. And we connect to
2: that light through love. Yes, that's true. That's beautiful. That's true. You know, and and that's, and I always say too, with you talking about the dark and that I have a habit of, I light more candles in the winter than I do in the summer, because I love that glow and that warmth of the candles and the lights because it's dark out. And, and I just, you know, there's always been like one of my things and and it's kind of funny because I'm like candles in the summer. Oh, I, don't, I can't. I don't, I don't do that. But then I'm kind of like in the dark when it's in you know the fall and winter. Let's light a candle. You know? Well, you know, we went along uh, when
3: my husband and son were alive, and very often we had his mother here from Hungary at uh, Christmas time. But whether she was here or not, we followed the Hungarian tradition in which uh, the Christmas tree. <laughs> the Christ child would bring the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. But my husband would decorate it uh, and we'd had sliding glass doors with beautiful paper. So he was in and decorated the tree. We had dinner and then we played music, Silent Night, Holy Night, and the doors would open and the tree we had real candles on the tree. That was their tradition. And there was a tree with all of these candles burning and the music, it was just a magical moment. It's uh, it. It was it was sacred moment. So I love that tradition of all the candles on the tree burning. Oh, it sounds
2: beautiful. It sounds beautiful. It really,
3: really is.
2: Although knowing me, I'd have a fire extinguisher close by.
3: <laughs> you know, that's the funniest thing. Of course, you have to get
2: a certain type of tree, so the branches are. Right. Away. Cause that would be, that's yeah, awesome. that sounds really awesome. I mean, and you know what, that's the kind of, that's the kind of memory and experience that, you know, you'll always carry with you. You'll always treasure. And there's going to be things that are going to remind you of it, even if you've never, if you never see it again, you're going to, you know, and that's what I love about, you know, people say, oh, you don't need memories move forward. And I'm like, no, the, the memories carry you along. They help you move you forward can- in your grief. And you re- I remember that
3: and I I don't remember any of those Christmases with grief, even though all of them now are on the other side. And I, I just remember the beauty, the sacredness, and and then after silent night, it was joy to the world, oh. and I just remember those days. Oh. It was just, just wonderful, but my husband was, of course, in charge of the lights, and we never burned the candles when we weren't all there
2: together watching. Right. <laughs> I guess it must be time, huh? Yeah. Oh, I think it might be. Is it time? Do I need – is it time for me to say the, the prayer here? It, it is, It is Dennis.
1: indeed. Okay. Right on time. Okay.
2: All right, then we will say the Mahayana prayer. It is May all beings everywhere with whom we are inseparably interconnected be fulfilled, awakened, liberated, and free. May there be peace in this world and throughout the entire universe. And may we all together complete the spiritual journey. Thank you and good night, everyone. Good, good night, night and wonderful
3: holidays for everybody.
1: Yes, thank you for joining us.